Hello, my name is Michelle Kramer Fitzgerald, and I'm your guest host for Delaware State of the Arts here on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. And during National Poetry Month, I am pleased to have with me Caleb Curtis, who is a 2022 established DDOA Artist Fellow in the Discipline of Poetry. Hi, Caleb. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. So um, I just want to jump right into it. This is National Poetry Month, so I'm glad that you're representing. Um, and I read your bio, and it said that you didn't initially start out as a poet. You know, you know, some artists say from the beginning, they've got this drive. They know that that's what they want to do, but that necessarily wasn't where you were. So can you talk a little bit about your journey from there to here? I can. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like I hear that a lot from, you know, working artists and poets. They say, you know, when I was in middle school or grade school, I was writing books, you know, I was, I was not like that. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of, um, you know, I, I did not do great in, in school and was slow to come to read and write um, like in elementary school. And so I kind of like got through that and then found myself working after high school and um, spent a long time, you know, like working at a gas station, working at a pizza place, that sort of thing. And so I had kind of like a little bit of life, uh, you know, under my belt by the time I started. And I was in my late 20s in community college. And I found a, a professor there who, um, like, I, I had this required elective that I had to take, which was reading of poetry. And, you know, like, just there's something about it that, um, was scratching an itch for me. And so um, in the reading of it, and so I started writing him these little poems and he would read them and give me this feedback. And, you know, so I was at a point where a lot of people um, had kind of like my peers had um, kind of established identities, uh, established career trajectories. Um, and and I, I didn't really at that point, I was, I was working, um, you know, I, I, I had at that point, uh, started working as an insurance salesperson and I wanted to be a high school teacher. And so I was taking classes to do that. And this thing called poetry just kind of roped me in. But I think probably all those experiences really informed your style and your, your, your well of creativity, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's hard to tell. I mean, I, that, I've definitely like told myself that for a long time and I think it's true. Um, you know, like having um, actual life experiences, um, having, you know, spent some time struggling and, you know, kind of learning a little bit about myself. I don't think that hurt. Um, I, I think that, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think um, in some poems, maybe you can see that, um, you know, that that experience is there. And I think in others, maybe you, you don't see it necessarily, but um, I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to tell. It's kind of like, you know, when you look in the mirror, you're like, you know, do I, do I look ready to go out? You have to ask your partner or something, you know, like they have to tell you a little bit. So it's, it's, it, yeah, but, but I think so. I think it did. I think it did um, have an influence on, on the kind of work that I, that I make. I, I think it did. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> what do you think is the most difficult thing about writing or, or coming up with, you know, your ideas or, or just getting a process down on paper and finalizing it from an idea to the finished piece? Michelle, every time I ha have been asked this question or every time I like think about it, I, I kind of have a different answer, but I feel like I have two answers. One is I have a, 
a young daughter, uh, a six-month-old daughter and uh, a seven-year-old son at home. And I find that uh, just finding time <laughs> these days is like super difficult. It's not like in the good old days where, you know, you just like take the whole morning, you know, take Saturday morning and go to the cafe. That's that's out of the, the question. So there's like the logistical obstacles of, um, of of being a writer that you have to overcome. But once you solve those or solve them well enough, for me, I find um, myself kind of struggling with the more um, maybe esoteric questions of poetry, which is like, what should, what should I be writing? You know, I have this time now. I fought for this time. Um, what's the point of writing a poem? Um, what's, what's the point of me writing a poem? And, um, that, that may seem kind of silly. Um, and it probably is, and it, you know, it's, there, there's maybe some, some navel gazing that happens there, but, you know, I really do believe that poetry should, push the envelope. There's accepted speech. There are things that are okay to say. There are ways of communication in, um, in, in, in the country, uh, in the world, uh, here, here in Delaware. Um, and, and when you step outside of those bounds, people notice, um, and it can be difficult. You know, uh, poetry is a place where you have to step outside of those bounds, where you have to show, um, you know, uh, I think a different perspective where you have to, to push for, for possibilities um, that, that don't, um, that don't already exist. Um, and I, and I think that's why poetry has become a home uh, for so many people, so many artists who don't always fit in, uh, in, in the society that um, they find themselves in, you know, um, you know, you, you think about, you know, queer artists, trans artists, you think about, you know, um, you know, we, we live here in, in Delaware, which, um, you know, is, is Lenape land. Um, you know, like you have, you have all these, um, you know, indigenous artists, uh, black people of color, um, you know, and, and I think that poetry has become a place where you can have these conversations and you can push the envelope, not just with your, the broader swaths of your identity, but just in the way that you exist in the world individually, how, how you think about the world. Um, so I think that, I feel the pressure so when I like sit down to write, I fought for this time, you know, I, I feel the pressure to, um, you know, to, to make it something that um, is meaningful and, and, and isn't just kind of a regurgitation of something that I've done before or ways that I've thought before. I think, but I think you're right. I think to me, all the art that I really love or all, all the art that I feel really um, in, in, powered by or inspired by is art that makes me uncomfortable or that makes me think or that makes me realize that there are things that I don't know or that I should know you know and I, and I think that's a really great way to put it I think that poetry has become this place where people can express those things actively and and positively and beautifully so yeah, I agree with you. I think that's great. And I, and poetry has certainly changed too, right? It's it's not the same as Emerson. It's not the same as you know Robert Frost. And it's it's very active and very powerful and very different from historical poetry. Yeah, I think that there's been an evolution, you know, pretty consistently. If you if you think about, you know, the first, you know. You know ancient manuscripts. If you think about Gilgamesh, you know, uh, you know, flash forward to to now, like there's there's been some pretty massive 
of evolutions, but it's also really interesting. Poetry does a good job of holding on to its history. And, um, and a lot of times you see that through form and formal evolutions. Um, you know, the, the sonnet, T Terence Hayes, who's um, a, just a great poet, wrote um, a, a book of sonnets that um, really upset the idea of what a sonnet is. Um, and, um, you know, use, use, uses them as a traditional form to upset the idea of what uh, it means to be an American, you know, what it means to be a, a Black person in America. Um, and so I think that, that while poetry does change, um, poets tend uh, to have a real, you know, to, poets tend to be kind of traditionalists, even if they're upsetting a tradition, there's, there's usually an understanding of what came before and the ability to, to pull that into the conversation while also changing the conversation is, is where you see some real, um, some real brilliant stuff that's happening, uh, you know, today with, you know, with, with quite a few, quite a few poets. Who are some of your favorite poets today? You know, uh, Terrence Hayes is up there. Mm -hmm. uh, Jericho Brown is another one that comes to mind just because I'm talking about formalism. He um, has has done a lot to evolve form. Um, I would also bring um, uh, Tyam Bajess into that conversation, someone who has has changed the way that we talk about and think about form and, and changes the way. I mean, his poems, if you look at them on the page, are just wild. Um, Olio won the Pulitzer Prize a while back a couple of years ago, and, and that would be one to look at. Natalie Diaz is a poet of um, incredible power and talent. Um, you know, she, she, she writes really well. I, I mean, I could just like list names on and on that um, maybe some of your listeners would know, uh, or maybe they wouldn't, but uh, there's, I mean, there's exciting stuff that's happening right now. What do you enjoy the most about the pieces that you write? Like, is it, is it, you know, the, the whole process? Is it finding that thing that clicks and you know gives you an idea or what what do you love most about that just sort of like my experience of writing yeah yeah I think I mean yeah whenever whenever like you're lucky enough to sit down and like in and and kind of like in one take you know write that poem get that idea out that's always you know that's a great feeling and it comes I feel like you know, once every couple of years for me. <laughs> like um, writing a hit song. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like, you know, just like an angel comes up and kisses your brain and it just, it, and it all comes out, you know, it all comes leaking out of you. Um, so, so that's nice, but it's sort of like chasing the dragon, um, you know, so, so that's, an, that, that's an enjoyable um, thing to have happen. But I think what I enjoy is, is when, when I almost have it, you know, like I almost have the idea. It's really close. And I know that I can get there and I know that it's just a matter of sitting there with it and working with it and meditating and having that, you know, I'm not a religious person, but it's almost a religious experience to just kind of commune with that. Um, because, because really what's happening there is, is there's the unconscious and the conscious parts of my brain trying to, trying to find, trying to come to an agreement about something. And like I said, sometimes that happens, right? And, 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 and it's not just in poetry, you know, sometimes that happens in our lives where just like, there's something that clicks and we're like, ah, that feels good. Most of the time we have to work for it. Um, but I think that when I'm working for it and it feels, and it feels productive, even if I'm deleting a lot, even if I'm, you know, changing a lot, I feel like I'm moving towards it. That is a really, um, it feels good. You know, that's the good work is what I would say. Yeah. 
So before we get into your work specifically, I want to take a moment to remind all of our listeners that you are listening to Delaware State of the Arts on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. And today I'm here talking with Caleb Curtis, who is a poet from Newark, Delaware, and the DDOA 2022 Artist Fellow established in the discipline of poetry. So while we're talking about him. I also, um, he, you sent me a piece called Ice Age. Yeah. And I read it and just went, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that you took the apocalyptic sensibilities that are in everybody's brain now and connected it through Disney and Elmo and, and Sesame Street and <laughs> all these things and family. So do you want to talk about that piece and yeah, yeah. Give us a little more background on it besides what I'm sure. And I and I think you can read it on um on the uh Delaware Arts um website. Um it was originally published by Gettysburg Review. And yeah, you know, it's it's a poem that I wrote um just before the pandemic, um, before things were really kind of going crazy um, in, in our world, or, or they were going crazy. We just didn't know how crazy they were going to get. Um, and my my partner, my wife and I were watching Ice Age with my son, and he was a little smaller than he is now. And um, just like watching this children's movie about um, an extinction event, essentially, um, it just got me thinking like, um, you know, this, we're, we're not we're not too far from this. And, and, the, and the way that we communicate the, the scary things in the world to our children uh, really matters. You know, I think there's, there's um, a line in there to the effect of, you know, it won't be long until Elmo's, you know, teaching our kid to duct tape our windows, um, you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, we've seen hints of, of this in the past. And then in the past couple of years, we've really, you know, we've really seen this, um, you know, just that startling juxtaposition of, um, you know, things are bad and, and, and very well could get worse. And we have to find a way to make them normal for our kids. And we have to find a way to, um, you know, still, still create stability when, when we live kind of unmoored, increasingly unmoored uh, in, in, in a world that is very unpredictable. Do you feel as an artist and a writer, a certain, I don't mean responsibility, but a certain pull to address the things that are going on, address things like the pandemic, address things like, you know, climate change, address things like social justice. Do you feel that that's part of your quote unquote responsibility as an artist or do you, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's tricky. I feel like that's part of my responsibility as a citizen. Um, mm -hmm. I, um, I, 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 Grew up in central Illinois in uh, a, a really diverse school district and was confronted with inequity uh, at a young age and was sort of, you know, because of my teachers, um, kind of given um, a, a means to express myself. And then I, uh, I'm trained as an educator. I'm trained uh, as, a, as a, a high school teacher. Um, and so that also uh, was helpful. I've done community activism and community organizing in the past. And so I do feel um, strongly that that is part of what we ought to be doing as people. And I think that um, 
but 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 I I try to be careful with my art and with my um with my poetry not to like like I got I got to be careful with it because otherwise I get I get stuck you know um yes I would like to say that like that is something that I must do but a lot of times when I'm writing I'm 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 thinking about you know I'm I'm, I'm focusing on memory I'm focusing on an idea or concept and. Um, and some of that stuff comes out, you know, as I do that. And that's just because I'm paying attention to who I am and what I value. And there have been times in my life where I haven't valued, you know, the right things always. And that comes out in the poetry as well. And so um, poetry is kind of like a, a strange mirror to hold up to yourself. Um, and, and I think that sometimes can, uh, you know, tell, tell you where your, your priorities are, even if you wish that they were different. If that makes any sense, no, that's that's kind of a, sense. a roundabout answer to your question, but yeah, it's, I think it's my responsibility as a person to care about those things and be engaged with those things. Sure. Um, and, and hopefully that comes through in the poetry. Do you have a favorite piece that you've written over your career? Um, I think my favorite piece is the one that I'm working on, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the one that that Ice Age poem is one that's easy for me to talk about, easy to share. Um, and so it's sort of like my smells like teen spirit uh, <laughs> in a way. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's, it's an easy one to put out there. This is this is pretty much, you know, this is this is close to what I'm about. Um, I have poems that, uh, you know, maybe scratch a, a different itch or, or um, speak to something that's more um you know, emotionally close to the bone for me. Um, but those are more difficult for me to talk about. And so I don't usually list them as my favorites. So you're, so you are trained as an educator. Yeah. What do you do with, you know, students in your class who you feel, you know, come to you for advice or, or are looking for that, that spark to, to launch their creativity? What do you tell them? What kind of advice do you, do you give them that um, as an educator and, a, and an artist? Yeah, I'm I'm real lucky. Um, first off, you know, I'm I'm teaching I'm adjuncting, um, teaching a, a couple of first year writing classes at, at UD. Um, and and most of my time outside of here is spent just parenting and doing that. So like, I, but it is nice, right? Because I get I get to be in front of these students, um, uh, you know, on a on a weekly basis. And I, I find it to be important to not centralize myself or my perspective when I'm, I'm working with students who are interested in writing and interesting in growing as writers and, and as creative people. Um, I want to create opportunities. I want to create scenarios in which they um, will be likely to experiment and grow and become interested. Um, I don't really like to judge their work. Um, you know, I feedback, um, you know, giving them encouragement, giving them feedback where, you know, this is working, this isn't working, but that's also my, you know, couched in, and that's my opinion, you know, mm -hmm. um, because I, because I think a lot of times we, we learn how to do things in a certain way. And then it's easy for us to say, well, everyone should learn it in this way. And the truth of the matter is that as, as people, you know, we're incredibly diverse in, in how we think. And um, while it's easy to, to say, well, this worked for me, um, it's, you know, I, 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 I think I just prefer uh, an approach that is, is, is more about experimentation, more about creating a scenario where students are able to grow and, and learn uh, on their own. So uh, as we sort of come to the end of our talk, I want to ask, what are your plans as a 2022 20, Artist Fellow? Where do you go from here? What are your goals 
as a representative of, you know, arts in Delaware and poetry in Delaware and beyond? What are your thoughts on where to go from here? Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of it is just finding my footing a little bit. Um, I'm, my family moved here in 2019. And so, um, you know, we, we, we really just started to, to come to understand where we're at. Um, this fellowship is, has really helped me see myself and identify more as, an, as a Delaware artist uh, and as a Delaware writer. And, and so I think that, you know, going forward, um, I'm, I've been encouraged just to learn more and more about um, the wonderful writers and poets that we have here and the as kind of the established traditions of the Delaware literary scene. Um, you know, I, I think that that's been exciting, getting to know some people in the community. Um, here, here at UD, you know, I've, I've just gotten to know a, a few uh, writers, you know, De Devin Miller-Dugan and Amish Shivati, um, you know, a, a, a couple others who have just been really encouraging and welcoming. And so I think I just want to become more a part of um, the Delaware uh, literary scene and and help it grow and and help connect with you know connect young people with uh, with the good work that's happening here and recruit them in the effort. Uh, yeah, great. Thank you so much. Um, and I appreciate you giving us all those shout outs of people to look up and and discover and find out. That's really important as we. Uh, go through National Poetry Month. I want to wrap things up and say thank you, Caleb Curtis, for joining me today on Delaware State of the Arts. I'm Michelle Kramer Fitzgerald, and you are listening to us on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. If you'd like to know more about Caleb, you can look him up on DelawareScene.com and the Delaware Division of the Arts website. Thanks, Caleb, for being here. Thank you so much for having me.